702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. Crystal Odison then joining us for our Africa Report this morning. It's a good morning to you, Crystal. Let's get straight into it. Uhuru Kenyatta in South Africa. Yes, good morning, Arabile. He is um, obviously talking a whole a lot of trade issues. We know there's a deal that's been announced between South African Airways and Kenya. Um, there's also today... Um, Uri Kenyatta is visiting Kodeja, he's visiting um, the plant of um, Aspen to see what's going down. And clearly a very close cooperation between two of Africa's biggest economy, of course Kenya, biggest economy in East Africa, um, and of course here in South Africa. But the biggest talking point, Arabile, uh, which is what I want to touch on, is of course what's happening in Ethiopia. Now firstly, um, you know, Kenya within the East African community holds a very powerful position um, politically, um, diplomatically, and have always been the voice of reasoning. And so um, for the past few months, um, Kenyatta was very cautious in his criticism against what is happening in Ethiopia, especially also against Prime Minister um, Abiyé. However, we've seen over the past few weeks, because of the escalation of war talk, the escalation that, um, you know, the, it seems the military solution is the only one that's, um, you know, that's on the cards in Ethiopia, Uru Kenyatta has become more critical of what's happening in Ethiopia. And so, of course, yesterday, um, in their communique that President Ramaphosa and Uru Kenyatta sent out, they said that um, they urge for an immediate ceasefire. Um, they say it's really a great situation but they're also hopeful that there is a scope for dialogue. Now, the African Union appointed the former Nigerian president, Olusujun Obasanjo. Um, he's been dispatched to talk as an African, older African statesman, Arabile, um, to engage with the leaders. But I honestly don't think it's helping much because... Um, Clearly what needs to happen is an indefinite ceasefire and all-inclusive political dialogue because a conflict in Ethiopia will certainly destabilize the East African region. But what is interesting, Arabile, yesterday um, the Prime Minister of Ethiopia said that he will personally lead the troops to battle against the Tigran rebels. Um, this is, of course, a dramatic news step. You know, sure. the Prime Minister saying he will lead his troops to fight um, the rebels. And, of course, there's just an escalation of war talk, of martyrdom, mm. you know, calling on every young man, Arabile, to join the war. Um, and it's really not looking good. I mean, I see the Tigrayans militarily much stronger, um, and they're marching towards Addis Ababa, Arabile. Sure. Look, it, it certainly doesn't bode well. And as you noted, getting cooperation, getting people to just sit around the table and actually have the discussion that needs to kind of be had in this point is, is certainly not happening. And it's one of the most hardest things to, to get to happen, I suppose, at this time. So whether any changes will come is, I suppose, going to be uh, a difficult one to note. But I think clearly the entire African Union is going to have to get involved in this one and it may even need to go a little bit further. Let's stay then on Kenyan matters. Non-vaccinated Kenyans facing some uh, tough times. The country there uh, with regards to COVID-19 mandates, drawing praise and as well criticism as it certainly does across the world. What is on the cards there? Yes, Arabella, the East African nation is saying they will bar unvaccinated people from restaurants, public transport, hotels, 
all public buildings, including um, home affairs, which is, of course, you need in order to change your ID documents or if you have any issues, and, in, and also the tax offices. Now, this is quite a radical step for the country because they're saying, look, we do not want to have a fourth wave and we're going to do the stringent measures. So 20 million Kenyans need to be vaccinated. So it means in the next 21 days, I will be there. 20 million people need to be vaccinated. Of course, a little bit unrealistic, but the health ministry quite adamant that they are not going to allow unvaccinated um, people, including domestic flights, game reserves. So it could, you know, perhaps it's a scare tactic, I will be to get people to vaccinate. The country is saying they have the vaccines. Um, they've, you know, for the past few months, they've set up vaccination centers at bus stops, at taxi, um, taxi highways, and um, sorry, taxi sort of centers, malls, everything to get people inoculated. And so, you know, it hasn't quite reached the numbers that they wanted. Um, of course, we see Amnesty International coming out to say, look, this is really unrealistic. You will be depriving people from their livelihoods. But the government is saying, look, they have to, um, you know, do something to ensure that people get inoculated. I wonder what will come this way, Arabili, now that we hear scientists saying a, a fourth wave is imminent here in South Africa. And those third shots also being discussed and seen as something that might be happening sooner rather than later. Crystal Audison, thank you so much for that uh, Africa uh, discussion. And of course, it, it's just so interesting to see where do we get to from here when it comes to those vaccinations. Africa Wednesday is there. Crystal Audison joining us for that.